Welcome back to Duskwall. As always, thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't left us a review yet, please consider doing so. It helps new people find the show, and it always brightens our day to see them. Our charity fundraiser is still going. As of this recording, we are $430 away from hitting our goal of $1,000 in donations. When we hit that goal, we'll immediately post our Descent into Midnight bonus episode. GM'd by Richard Kreutz-Landry, one of the creators of Descent into Midnight, this bonus episode takes us back to White Hollow and the Delvers Guild, where a small band of explorers uncover terrible secrets beneath the surface of the Void Sea. Donate either to the Black Voters Matter Fund or this month's featured charity, which Josie will tell us about. Southerners on New Ground, or just SONG for short, is an intersectional queer liberation organization working to advocate for LGBTQ rights in the southern United States. They work to empower queer people, especially those who are immigrants or people of color, against often hostile governments and communities. I always hate when people joke about kicking out the southern states or saying they lack education or something, because there's a lot of marginalized people living in those states too, and they're working to survive some of the most hostile environments for them. And a lot of that comes down to gerrymandered Republican governments and stuff like that. Um, I have a lot of trans friends in the South, especially, and I worry about them getting adequate medical care and being able to change their name and stuff like that. So please consider donating or becoming a member of Song if you're able to. Thanks. If you donate to either Song or Black Voters Matter, send a copy of your receipt to magpiepod at gmail.com or DM it to us on Twitter. We'll add your donation amount to our total, and when we reach $1,000 in total donations, that brand new bonus episode will be released. It still doesn't quite feel real that we're no longer in 2020, and I know calendars are arbitrary, and that we're still facing all the same problems we had last year. But symbols matter. We need to feel like we have a chance to begin again. I don't know if 2021 will be better. I hope it will, and I intend to do what I can to make that a reality. But if nothing else, it isn't 2020, and that in and of itself makes a difference. Now then, let's get started, shall we? The, the magpies are once again uh, laying low, trying to keep a low profile. The blue coats and numerous other authorities in the city um, are searching for them in connection to the bombing of a blue coat station in the docks recently, as well as their many other numerous crimes. So they have kind of pulled back from regular visits to the Hound's Paw a bit as well. And Myra, you are, are slipping down there to the back door to pick up your, your messages from Rigney, um, as, as you all often do in times where you have to be a little more cautious about being out in public. And uh, when you get there, Rigney looks relieved and, and hands you um, a few messages, but the one on top, he kind of taps before handing it to you and says, uh, this one just showed up a few hours ago, um, and... Apparently, it was pretty urgent. Oh, okay. So she's she's going to open it up. So you open it, and at first it looks like gibberish. 
it the the you know it's clearly broken up into words, but the letters are not in any order that actually turns them into words with any meaning. And as you're kind of squinting at this, you you suddenly recognize it as this is um an an encryption mm. that you actually came up with when you were working for Salia, like back in your teens. And I think that, you know, this kind of thing was something that she had all of you do at various points. Um, and this one you remember in particular because you you developed this one. You spent like months working on it. You, you put a lot of time into this. And before you could pre- present it to Salia, Clave took all of your notes and presented it to Salia as her work. Oh, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... You are guessing... It's probably from Clave. It is probably from Clave. And she's doing it this way, both because it works as a thing between us, and because it would piss me off. Uh, you know. <laughs> Maybe. So you'll, you'll have to actually, like, go home and spend a little bit of time, like, decrypting it. It's not something you can just kind of translate in your head. If it was, it wouldn't be a... a terribly secure code. But you you so you get back to the nest, you kind of drop off the rest of the notes that that Rigney has. It's mostly just sort of updates from your various contacts in the city. And this note from Clave starts with an address in Charter Hall. And she says she is as certain as she can be that this is Salia's home, that this is her home address that she has Holy kept from cow. pretty much everybody. It continues by saying that Salia has gotten suspicious of Clave's activities lately and um, is having her watched fairly closely. And she's taking a pretty big risk even, you know, getting this note out. She ends this this fairly terse note with a, a request that you do everything you can to make sure Salia doesn't know that you have broken into her home. Because if she finds out, she is likely to turn on her own people first to to figure out where the leak happened rather than looking for outside enemies. She'll get to outside enemies eventually, but she's going to start with her own people, which you you know, like that's that makes sense with how Salia operates. I think you probably witnessed, you know, some other small cells of operatives around the city just get burned. Mm-hmm. Never happened to any any of you, her her apprentices. But there were others who were deemed insufficiently loyal. So, you know, Clave is is fearful for her life with good reason. And she can't really safely get away until Salia doesn't have control of her Ojal anymore. But you know where Salia's home is after all this time. Did we ever... We we still don't know anything about the object that could be controlling her, right? Right. Um, but you you know that it is somewhere in Salia's house. Yes. Okay, so I think Myra comes out of her room, and she's just like, this is an address? This is Salia's house. What? Salia's so, house? Yeah, uh, which we have never known the location of. That is remarkable. Are, are you sure? As sure as I can be. So... I'm I'm really glad the whole Clave thing paid off. I was somewhat 50-50. <laughs> I mean, either Clave is taking a huge risk 
and there's no way she would take this big a risk for something she wasn't sure of, or it's a trap. Either way, we want Sully to be out of the house and not know that we're there. So... Are you certain if she's home, that would be the best place to remove her from the picture? If she- Yeah, Myra, what are you saying? Are you- do, do you want to kill her? Or are we just- I- I want- What's the plan here? I want to take Ojal out of her hands. I don't know that we can kill her, and if we fail, then a lot of people die. Uh, now, hold on. You- you are worried about the- mortal flesh-and-blood woman being unable to be killed over the metal monstrosity that has chased us? The mortal flesh-and-blood woman has control of the metal monstrosity. We need to take the metal monstrosity out before anything else. I suppose so. Yeah. Because if we try to go after Salvia now and something goes wrong, she could just send Ojal after us. Exactly. And that wouldn't be any good. The problem is we don't do subtle very often. It's one thing to misdirect the blue coats. Salia knows our our methods and our MO and how you think, especially Myra. It's going to be hard to, to disguise our intrusion. I know. Which is why I'm I'm pushing for a slightly more aggressive approach. But if you don't think we can do it. I think subtle might have to be how we do this, Minx. Hmm. Because if we go in guns a-blazing, we faced against Oja before and barely made it out. So we have to be careful about this. That's true. And it, I suppose it is a safe assumption that Oja will be there. Hmm. Are we aware the location of some of Salia's other interests? Something where we can set up a distraction? Not right now, but you could try to do some gathering of info. It's a tactic we've used before, but it may get Salia out of the house? I mean, yeah, it might. Also, how will we know what we're even looking for? Yeah, have we seen the object that's controlling Ojal? Or- we don't know what the object is at all. Ah, yeah, shit. but it's going to be a thing where, like, Salia isn't going to just leave it on a bookshelf it's going to be kept fairly secure. So, and I think it is. Myra knows Ojal very well. Myra mm-hmm. and Ojal, like, were uh, of the apprentices. They were like Ojal was the one you got along best with, right? Yeah, Myra? yeah. So, like, I think that it's one of those things where Myra, you don't know specifically what it is, but you are fairly certain that you will know it when you see it. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's something we can gather info on, is what it could possibly be. Of course, we are infiltrating the home of probably the most paranoid person in the city. We will need a lot of time to crack whatever safeguards she has. Where do you all want to start? Hmm. I feel like we can't really risk, you know, casing the joint either, because even though I, I know it's like gather info and there's no consequences, but I still feel like that could be a risk. Yes, I I feel like anything but the most subtle or indirect looking will give the game away. I will remind you, you've got this whole stable of experts. These are people you can send out to do other stuff. And your experts specifically have a bonus die on gather info. So you could ask somebody who, who you have on your expert roster to go do the investigating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I could see Rose being a resource for us here. <laughs> I can't imagine I she is. Yeah. I can't imagine she, she is unaware of Salia. And like she, I feel like she would arouse the least amount of suspicion too. Maybe mm-hmm. she's just a, a kindly old lady. <laughs> yeah, let's let's ask Rose. Okay, um, so her flaw is that she's unreliable, which means she's not always available for things. So I'm going to just roll a d6. Odds, she is available to help you. Evens, she is not. I got a five. Perfect. So she is available to assist. Woo! Uh, yeah, I, I think whoever goes over there is there for a couple hours. As usual when interacting with Rose, you're there for a couple hours longer than you plan to because you end up on a couch covered mm-hmm. in cats being fed cookies. <laughs> she doesn't get a lot of visitors. It's okay. She does, yeah. I kind of want to handle Rose, but if someone has more of a hankering for cookies... Uh, no, that can be all mates. No, Mena does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me... You send a cohort to achieve a goal. Yeah, so you're you're just kind of sending Rose off by herself to do this, right? Well, I was thinking just talking to her because, I mean, I don't know, is like going out and doing stuff kind of her thing now? I'd, I'd feel bad she if she got hurt. I, I don't think that she would be, she's not going to be breaking and entering. I think she'd be kind of, you know, walking around in the area, maybe having tea at a nearby cafe to just sort of check okay. the place out. Yeah, then that, then. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, she is rolling a a whopping 5d6 on this. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so for experts, they have a quality that is the crew tier plus one. So her quality is four. And then you all have that crew upgrade where uh, your experts get another die on top of it. (laughs) Oh, right. So for the most, yeah, so for the most part, everybody's going to be rolling 5d6 when you send them to gather info. That's really nice. Uh, so she got just a whole mess of fives. Yeah, I, I think that, like, Minx, you go and, and talk to Rose and have just a lovely time with tea and cookies and cats. And and she she says that she'll she'll go check the place out for you. And a couple days later, you go back and she uh, tells you what, what she saw. Mm-hmm. Basically, she, she did kind of more or less what, what I described. She went over, walked around the neighborhood a bit and you know she's she's an old lady she has a cane she can't go very fast and you know she just had to stop outside the house to catch her breath at one point so she got a good look at the place and i think she starts off kind of still like playing up the like oh i'm just a sweet little old lady act and then as she's talking it like verges and her her like the way she's describing things shifts into the way that all of you talk about casing a joint like she just switches into the like criminal lingo kind of without seeming to realize she's doing (laughs) it so good i love her rose is the best so um what she's able to tell you is that there's a a handful of guards on the place she wasn't able to tell if anybody was home so she doesn't know if the guards are only there when the the owner is home or if they're a permanent fixture but there were a handful of of guards she's pretty sure like in the three to six range somewhere around there it didn't it doesn't seem like it's a a huge force but there are people and there's also some pretty intense sparkcraft security on the place that that will need to be kind of dealt with uh, before you get in, um, it is a it's a kind of like uh, what what we would think of as sort of like a Victorian 
um, a brick and stone house with kind of like the little turret tower and um, a lot of like honestly, Myra, when when you end up seeing this place, it's going to be very confusing because it has a lot more like frills and fussiness to it than really kind of matches mm-hmm. with Salia's personality. Huh. It's kind of it's on a street. It's on a residential street that has similar homes that are they all have fences around them. So there's not. It it is unfortunately not the setup that will allow you to kind of jump in from a taller building next door, um, which she points out before you have to ask. <laughs> I see. Oh, well, harder is more fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's the spirit. Another cookie. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) So, yeah, she gives Minx a bunch of cookies and then sends her home with even more to to share with the others. (laughs) Um, In the meantime, Blair and Myra, do you have any thoughts on what you might like to do for gathering info? I should probably figure out what the spooky situation is over there on Salia. Do we have any like paranormal experts, or you know? Not really. It's pretty much you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit! I'm the paranormal expert. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Are there like couriers I could talk to who might know like what the security is like, or it does it even make sense to ask about um spiritual security over there when Rose already took a look at the place? Yeah, Rose didn't mention that there were any wards. Or, well, let me... She would know to check for those. So let me take a yeah. step back. There aren't any wards on the... Like, there's no occult wards on the outside of the home. Mm-hmm. She seems to be relying on Sparkcraft security exclusively. Okay. However, Rose did notice some points of arcane energy within the house... Which, again, like, that could be a demon bane charm or wards inside the house. Like, she wasn't really sure right. what it was, but there's there's some occult stuff in there. Okay. I don't know. Can you... Minna, if you have an idea of what to do for your gather info, I could still use another few minutes to think about this. Yeah. I am very curious to see if there's, you know, a time I can figure out that Salia might be out of the house. What I'm trying to think is how I would find that out. I'll have a lot yeah. of contacts from those days that aren't completely burned. You do have, isn't one of your 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 personal contacts somebody that you met? I think it's the architect? Maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, I don't know how Myra would have met a master architect on her own. Yeah, yeah, if, if I recall correctly, I think that he's, yeah, he's somebody that you met through Salia and have maintained him as a, a contact. Yeah, let's go for that. Okay. Are you just going to, like, set up a meeting and, and head over? Yep. That's exactly it. Okay. So let's let's start with the gather info roll, and then we'll go, we'll go from there. Okay, let me roll my gather info, and that's a five. Okay. So you, you show up at the, the architectural offices of your, your contact. You may, you know, set up a meeting in advance. Um, he lets you in, um, you know, shakes your hand very warmly. And it's just like, I have, I, I keep seeing your, your name in the papers, Myra. It seems people believe that you're mixed up in uh, quite some interesting activities. Oh, never believe everything you hear. <laughs> uh, I, I figured it, it couldn't be nearly as dire as the papers make out. They do so love to exaggerate. So, what can I do for you? I'm 
looking for some information on my old employer, Salia. Hoping you could mm-hmm. tell me a time that she might be out at a more public gathering that maybe we could approach her at. Like, I, I think he, he had been pretty, you know, jovial when, when you came in, and that just melts away in an instant, and he, he looks worried. Um, he's like, uh, have you had much contact with Salia? He doesn't know that you and Salia parted on, like, real bad terms, right? I am assuming that she's uh, been as vague as she possibly can be about her life <laughs> to him. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that he, he knows that you and Sally are no longer working together and that maybe it wasn't a friendly parting, but he doesn't know the depth of it. He doesn't know that she sent the Terminator after me. So he, he you know, frowns like, Myra, have you had much interaction with Sally lately? Not much. Haven't seen her face to face in a while. She's changed considerably since the two of you parted ways. Uh, she was never exactly a warm and welcoming soul, but uh, the way she is now, there's something unsettling about her. And it's not just because of that new bodyguard of hers. Unsettling, like, interpersonally? She's gotten colder? <sighs> it's like everything that she was just got exaggerated. She's colder, more ruthless, uh, more power-hungry. I, I I know of a place that she'll be, but be careful approaching her, Myra. Uh, I, I don't want to see anything happen to either of you. Well, there's a reason that I'm looking for something reasonably public, and, well, they would have plenty of distractions for everyone around us. That way, nothing can escalate too badly. <sighs> well, the, the Penderins uh, have a, a tradition of, uh, you know, they, they host a private gratitude gala for, you know, family and friends, but they, they throw their big feast, uh, you know, sort of sponsored by them and the city council for many of the, their neighbors uh, in Brightstone and Charter Hall. Uh, I know Sally will be there. I'm going to be in attendance. It's a wonderful opportunity to make new business connections. Um, so if you were looking to speak with her, it's uh, in a handful of days' time, she'll she'll be in attendance, and there will be plenty of people and food and drink and entertainment, so if the conversation goes poorly, you'll have plenty of distractions to escape to. That sounds perfect, thank you. Of course. Um, and I, I think he kind of, like, he chats with you for a little bit after, um, and is kind of trying to poke it, like, why do you want to see Salia again, but... He's not very good at it. <laughs> this kind of subtle manipulation is not his forte. Um, and I think Myra is able to deflect him very easily. But yeah, I, I think you know that in, in a few days, there's going to be this, this kind of large public thing happening uh, in Brightstone that Salia is going to be at. It's not on gratitude, right? It's not the day of. No, no. I, I yeah. had to think that through. <laughs> they they throw a big party a in advance, advance and then they have a pri- they have a private family celebration the day of. So that makes sense. this is taking place um, you know, a few days before gratitude. Sounds great. Okay. Blair, is there anything you wanted to gather info? Uh yes. Um let me know if this counts for a gather info, but I was thinking I want Blair to do some research into Possible weapons that could be used to effectively neutralize a hull. Yeah, yeah, you can look into that. 
Okay. I'm thinking study. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm trying to think of where... Oh, the Reconciled would probably be able to, to hook you up with some information about this. Yeah. Okay. Highest was a six. Okay. Magnificent. So what they're able to tell you, and I think that this is kind of stuff that they've gotten from things stolen from the Spirit Wardens, there is uh, something called electroplasmic ammunition, mm-hmm. uh, which are bullets that have been special, like have, have gone through a special ritual, uh, been treated with electroplasm, um, and are very effective against ghosts and spirits. And it, it, it isn't really useful against living people. It, like, if you hit somebody with several rounds, it might kind of stun them. But otherwise, it just, like, hurts. Yeah. Now, for a hull, you're, you're also sort of dealing with the fact that it's encased in metal. Um, so it's not, it's not going to be easy. But hitting a hull with several rounds of electroplasmic ammunition would likely... It wouldn't stop them permanently, but it would mess them up pretty badly. Like where a, a, a living person who got hit with several rounds of electroplasmic ammunition would be stunned kind of for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd probably be able to uh, stun a hull for a couple minutes because um, the electroplasmic bullets would interact with the um, electroplasm powering the hull and the spirit contained within it and just sort of I, I'm almost thinking of it, it's like it's almost like a, 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 a denial of service attack you're just sort mm-hmm. of overloading the system <laughs> with too much extra spiritual stuff and it's just like mm, I have to shut down <laughs> to sort this out good night mm-hmm so yeah, uh, electroplasmic ammunition is it's it's probably your best bet because it doesn't require you to get close <laughs> for Ojal specifically. Like explosives also work if you can get the explosives inside the hull's kind of outer shell. But yeah. uh, the first time you encountered Ojal, Seeks tried to do that and nearly died. Like if you're trying to take out a more docile hull, sure, just stuff some dynamite in it. But you are <laughs> dealing with a murder bot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then if you wanted to spend a point of rep to do kind of a extra out-of-series downtime action, I would allow you to uh, make a roll to try to acquire some, if you were so inclined. Okay. Actually, you know who might be a good person to talk to about it uh, would be Dowler. Oh, I would love to talk to Dowler at some point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think you could talk to talk to Dowler to see if he has any. It's going to require a roll because right. there's a chance that he's not going to, but I think of your contacts, he is the most likely. Yeah, um you roll the crew's tier. So just roll 3d6. Okay, that is a 5. 5. Okay. Um so that gets you an asset equal to the crew's tier. Yeah, I think that uh, tier three is is enough. Just sort of looking at the magnitude ratings mm-hmm. to to get you a a box of um, electroplasmic ammunition. It is going to cost you. Uh, it's going to be two coin because this stuff is mm. contraband and rare. You I do only have, have one f- coin. You have five in the vault. If you wanted to spend money out of the vault, are you two okay with me taking one coin out of the vault? Yeah, sure. Okay. 
then I'll spend one for my pocket and one out of the vault. All right. So uh, for this mission, you have uh, a box of electroplasmic ammo that you can use in a gun. Um, and I'm going to say, like, since it is a box of ammo that you all can kind of split it up amongst yourselves and each have access to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, that that means that you have, like, you each have, you know, a six-shooter <laughs> of it, so nobody can really just go completely nuts with it and fire off a ton of shots, but usually you're not firing huge amounts of bullets. Yeah, that that is going to be helpful. Um, anything else that you all want to do in terms of gathering info or prep? Um, I think hmm. I'm good. Yeah, I don't know how much more we could do. Yeah. Okay. Then let's turn to the right page in my book for the engagement roll. It's a stealth mission. It sure is a stealth mission. <laughs> Where do you want to try to break in? You got a, a decent description of the place. So the, the layout is it's a kind of two-story house with an attic and a little turret tower. There's a carriage house in back. It's surrounded by a fence that has a front gate and a back gate. Mm-hmm. Where where would you like to attempt your infiltration point? I mean, probably back gate. Mm-hmm. Let's do the engagement roll. All right, one for luck. Uh, is this operation particularly bold or daring? Yes. Yeah, I, I would agree. Does the plan's detail expose the vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? No. Uh, is the target strongest against this approach, or do they have particular defenses or special preparations? Um, she does have very intense Sparkcraft security on all of her home. So, uh, friends or contacts, you did get help. Uh, nobody is interfering at the moment. Yeah, I think it's just going to... So, yeah, it'll be a 2d6 engagement roll. Okay. Parafors. Alrighty. So you will be starting in a risky position. So a few nights pass as you all kind of slowly gather this info and, and prepare yourselves for this. And you you head out uh, down the back alley, kind of running behind all of these these homes in Charter Hall. And some have lights on, a lot don't. Um, it seems like a lot of this neighborhood. Um, goes up to this this big party in Brightstone. It's it's a fairly cool night. There's uh, a mist on the ground over the the streets. And Myra, as Asalia's home comes into view, what's what's going on in in Myra's head right now? The thing is that like it's been what like half her life since she met Salia, and she's always been untouchable. So. And, like, even the idea of, like, you know, invading her private space it was, like, unthinkable up until recently. So, like, I think she's trying to ward off this, like, weird, like, fear when if she had met Salia right now as she is, she'd just be like, yeah, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. She's scared and feels dumb about it, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aw. Hmm. So the three of you make your way down this this dark alley um, and get to the the back gate of Salia's home. Her home is dark. No lights are on. You do see in the carriage house, there's um, like a second floor where you're guessing servants and or guards live, maybe. There's a couple lights on in the windows there. 
but curtains are drawn. Nobody's like looking out, staring down at you. You get to the back gate and it's a a fairly large gate. Um, It has to be big enough to get a carriage through. And it's a little bit of that, like when you're close to an electric fence, like that, that sort of low buzz of electricity. Mm -hmm. There's clearly uh, a lot of Sparkcraft security on this thing. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's your first hurdle is getting through the, the security on this back gate. Well, this can't be too much different from uh, the lightning barrier. So Blair has experience with this. Mm -hmm. I think I might just mark off lightning hooks off my load and do my best to create an opening. What? I, it's been a while so, so it's not it's not quite like the lightning barrier. It's a like it's a security system that's powered by electricity. Oh, so you'd be worried about okay. alarms going off. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I could still, in theory, use my to short it yeah. out. Yeah, you could try that. Oh, that's an approach. But you also have to consider you're trying to leave as little trace as possible that anybody broke right. it. Right, mm-hmm. right. I take it that there's like no con- like. The controls for this box are not, like, on the outside somewhere. No. (laughs) You're right. That'd be too easy. I mean, I can't imagine an approach here that isn't trying to tinker it open. Like, we could try to go over somehow, but... (laughs) No, that'd be risky. I mean, everything's going to be risky. Well, yeah, I was going to say that'd be risky for our health. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, our our brains. We don't want to get sapped. We could try maybe doing, like, a group tinker. Yeah. Just get try everyone on it. Okay. Yeah, that works. Blair, I'm going to need you to mark, um, I think it's, there's Tinker's Tools. Okay. Um, who's down to lead this? I can lead this, and I'm also going to push myself for an extra die. Okay. I'm also going to All right, so this is going to be risky standard effect. I got, I a, got three. a six. I also got a three. Okay. So Blair is going to take uh, two points of stress, but okay. you got a six, right, Blair? I did. Yep. Okay. So um, <laughs> I feel what I'm picturing, and, and you all can tell me if this makes sense, is that it's like Blair is like crouched down at, at the, the lock and is working really intently, and, like, Minx and Myra are both leaning over, and, like, one of them is holding, like, a, a, a small, like, a, a hooded lantern to give you some extra light, um, but they're both, like, leaning in and just, like, offering <laughs> advice that's not helpful. <laughs> just backseat so the stress, Yeah, the stress is just from Blair having to, like, grit her teeth and ignore her friends, trying their darndest to be helpful, but really not. That's and so funny. right as her patience is running out, that's when it clicks open. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, it, it, the, the, and you kind of, the, the lock clicks and the sort of that electric hum goes off. Um, it's, it's reacting as if the correct key was put into the lock. So the security system is not blowing up right now. And you can try the gate to see if it squeaks. You can, you have burglary tools, which includes some vials of oil. So you can try to uh, like oil the gate <laughs> to prevent it from oh, squeaking. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I- I'm down to mark that off and try and keep it from squeaking. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You can just take the time to like oil up all the hinges and make sure <laughs> it's not going to make any noise. So then you you can open up one of the gates enough, slide in, close it behind you. I assume leave it unlocked. 
<laughs> so you can get back out. <laughs> and you are kind of in the, the back courtyard area. Um, like pretty much every home with some sort of yard, it's not a traditional yard with any kind of plants. It's just kind of got big paving stones. There's the, the carriage house, basically... I am imagining you all sort of ducked uh, against the wall of the carriage house for cover. So you're right up against that. And then the house itself is, um, there's about a a 20 foot space, 20 foot wide space between the carriage house and the, um, the back porch. Mm -hmm. Are there any like visible guards? Like you said, there was like a turret on the house. Yeah. Like a, like one of those little turret towers. That's just sort of like, you know, like what, like Victorian houses have this fancy I little. I think so. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Like with the cone top. Yeah, yeah. Are all the windows drawn, or are they just dark? They're dark. Um, not okay. all the curtains are. are I mean, it's kind of hard to see, but you, like on the ground floor, you can tell it's just dark. Some of them do have their curtains open. Okay. So I think in order to tell if there are any guards about, mm-hmm. um, we'd need to do a roll. Uh, either study or survey? Uh, yeah. Um, survey is going to be a, a broad glance, like a broad survey of the whole area. Study is going to be focusing on, on one particular area. So if you do study, you're going to need to tell me where you're looking. Survey will kind of cover the whole situation. Let's cover the whole situation. Okay, yeah. So it'll be survey. Um, it's going to continue to be risky standard. I got a six. Okay. So... Um, yeah, I think Minx, you like creep up to towards the the front of the carriage house and and look around, and you know it's it's a good thing that you you took the time to do this because you do see almost invisible in the the shadowed darkness of the back porch. There are two guards sitting down on the back porch, and the only reason you see them because their their uniforms are are solid black. But you catch there. There's some light that catches on the the brass buttons on it. You know that uniform, black with brass buttons. Oh, it's been oh, a while wow. since you've run into the Umbra Hunters. Mm-hmm. But apparently, that's who Salia has managing her security for her home now. Right. So there's there's two of them on the porch. But also check me if I'm wrong. Don't we have a uniform or two of theirs from prior scores? Oh. Mm-hmm. You Good do memory, yeah. <laughs> and I like. Well, is it, it'll be one point of load to have it on you, right? Like, would that be like a disguise kit or just a point of load? Yeah, yeah, or... disguise kit makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm gonna have that on. Like, maybe Rose saw Rose saw the guards, right? Mm-hmm. So Minx was like, "Hmm, those are familiar." <laughs> um, did we have enough for you two as well? I think we had two originally. I can't remember if we we? just took the one. I think you had two. Having two, I don't think you got them at the same time, but I think over the course of your interactions with the Umbra Hunters, you ended up with two. Honestly, I'm trying to remember at what points we we acquired those. You you actually have gone through more than two, but a lot of the uniforms have gotten bloodied. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But I think you have two usable ones. we, We started getting them back around... Sensoralia club time. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say I yeah. definitely remember Finn so stealing back in season one. Of- so yeah, if if somebody else would like to have another uniform, um, it'll be a, a point of load. Um. Uh, I I could do that if you want. I I don't I don't want to be I don't want to force you to not have one though. 
Who, me? Yes. I mean, I'll be fine with that one. Okay, Where can I improvise? So I think Myra's also dressed as a, an Umbra Hunter. Okay. So. <laughs> Just in <laughs> suddenly, case. Suddenly the two of you have been in these uniforms the whole time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uncanny planning. The magic of blades. Listen, we were wearing <laughs> heavy coats over the top, and now we, like, dramatically take off those heavy overcoats. Mm-hmm. Tuck them into the... The shadows at the side of the <laughs> the carriage house. Yeah, so... Now, I don't think we can bluff our way in with these, since they probably all know each other, but it should serve as a distraction, should any of us be spotted. Yes, I think at a distance we can pass for one of them. So, let's keep things at a distance. Yes. So, where are we in relation to the back porch, are you are, you're about 20 feet away. There's about a 20 foot open mm-hmm. space between, you all are like in the shadows uh, by the, the carriage house wall, and there's about a 20 foot gap, and then there's the back porch. Right. So I think our goal here is to get to the side of the house without the people on the porch seeing us. Yes. Right? Probably. Because uh, <laughs> we gotta go through a window or something. Is there a gap between the carriage house and the fence, or is it, like, up against it? No, there's a gap. Okay. Yeah. We might just want to, like, come around the other side of the carriage house. Yeah. And just walk slowly and nonchalantly at a distance. Yeah. Act like you're on patrol. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Blair sneaking along in your shadows. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Blair's a small. She can be on the other side of us. (laughs) I can lead it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're doing a a group prowl. It's still risky. I am going to give you greater effect because of the uniforms. Um, they're not going to be as instantly suspicious seeing because, as you said, at a distance, you might look like you belong. I got a five. I got a six. I got a two. Okay. So one point of stress, but you got a six. So... The, the three of you set off. Minx, Myra, just walk in super casually. Super cash. The most mm-hmm. casual any two humans have been, ever been. You are that <laughs> gif of don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> Blair creeping along in the shadows behind you. And there's a moment as you're walking, you're about halfway to the house where you see movement on the porch and both of you are like, oh shit. Uh, and then you realize that it's one of the guards just kind of giving you a, like a, a brief wave. Mm-hmm. You wave back and the guards don't move and you make it to the side of the house. Yay. We didn't set a carriage house on fire this time, which is the flashback I was having the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the three of you successfully creep along the fence to the the side of the house. You got a few options for windows here. Basically, you know, back, middle, or front window. (laughs) There's not really much of a difference in terms of size or ease of access. They're all about the same size and about the same height off the ground. Uh, Let's do middle. Okay. That way we have our choice of rapid exits. (laughs) (laughs) Smart. So the... um, the, the curtains are drawn, so you can't see what is in the room. And you, you again, can kind of hear that electric buzz of some kind of security uh, on the window. Right. Can we you tell if there's to. a light on in there? 
there's no there's no light. The curtains are are heavy enough that you can't like see through them, but they're not like blackout curtains. <laughs> I see. So yeah, there there does not appear to be any light on in the room. Um, but you do have the security system to get past. I feel like second verse same as the first. Do you want to do a a group tinker again? Yeah, I think that works. Okay. Yeah. How are people right. on stress? I'm doing okay on stress. Yeah, if I I could still lead it. I'm doing okay as well. I've only taken three. Okay, if you yeah, want, yeah, I've only taken them. two. So, so I think I can lead on this. <laughs> okay, so Minx will lead. Um, gonna be a risky standard again. I got a four. <laughs> got a one and a two. <laughs> I got oh a dear. Three. Oh no! All right, so two two points of stress and. There's a consequence. You you're you're working the the lock, Blair. Yep. This time your friends are being much more helpful. <laughs> uh, you get it open. You you hear the the security kind of the the electrical system stop buzzing again, and almost at the same moment a light clicks on in the room. Uh oh. Oh. Um. Scoot along the house a little bit. Scoot, scoot, scoot. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So you scoot along the house, um, and the the window like opens from the inside, and you you see uh, another guard leaning out the window, um, smoking a cigarette. Apparently, Sally does not allow smoking mm. inside her home, so this this guard is taking uh, her smoke break by by leaning out the window. Um, it's unfortunately the window that you all were going to go in through. <laughs> okay, so I think I want to engage this guard in conversation. Okay. Like, I, I'm approaching from a little ways away. The people on the porch saw me come back here, so, like, I can just act like I'm continuing the patrol and just give kind of like a, hey, what's up? And then just kind of have a bored stroll about me and, like, okay. try to occupy them. So someone else can get in through the window because there's not a lot of places yes. to hide out here. <laughs> um, yeah, you you start wandering down past this guard who's who's leaning out the window, kind of just idly staring into space. Oh shit! I thought they didn't. She wasn't going to allow smoking. I would have brought my pack. Oh, are you <laughs> you knew? Yeah, second night. First one was last week. Hmm. Yeah, um, no smoking in the house, so if you're on indoor duty, uh, you just, you know, gestures at the open window, Mm -hmm. you know, during your breaks. Sometimes, you know, you need to leave it cracked for a little bit just to make sure the smell all clears out, but usually it dissipates by the time she gets back. She's a real stickler. Oh, yeah, I feel ya. Like, I have to clean up after my mom's apartment sometimes, and that takes a lot to get the smoke out of there. She never opens a window. Ugh, that's the worst part about this. My uniforms all smell like it. And I think the conversation just kind of uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> meanders from there. Yeah, the that guard's attention is occupied, and I think that Minx is going to kind of stay out here and continue to be on patrol and, and keep the, the guards outside occupied with mm-hmm. riveting conversation and the the two of you can kind of continue down the house i think more towards the front 
Um, do you want to try another side window? Do you want to take a look at what the front door looks like? What, what are your What are you thinking here? I don't know. Is front door even a good strategy, Mina? <sighs> Probably not the front door. Yeah. Are there other windows we could try? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's another one. There were, there were three windows on this side, so you're closer up to the, the front right. window now. Should we try? Yeah. yeah. Let's let's do a window instead. Yeah. Okay. So it's still going to be risky, but I'm going to give you greater effect because you've already... Actually, let me think about it. Is that the approach I want to take? Because greater... I don't think effect really makes a difference because you're getting through it in one. I'm going to give you controlled for this roll. Controlled position. Okay. Standard effect. Because you already have picked one of these window locks, you know how it works, and uh, Minx has the the nearby guard pretty well distracted. So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be controlled for this roll. It'll probably drop back down to risky once you're inside the house, but for this, it'll be controlled. Okay. Do you want to group action it or just have Blair do it? Uh, I already rolled, actually. Um, I got oh, a five. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say you you do it with a minor consequence and. I think a minor complication occurs. So what I'm my mental image of this, like from a, a cinematic standpoint, is that like we're we're seeing it kind of um from like Minx's perspective mm-hmm. of like the two, you know, Minx is chatting with this guard who's leaning out the window, the two of you creeping down, picking the lock, lifting the window, and just like in the corner of Minx's eye, just like climbing in and i think at one point she has to like step to the side to block the guards view yeah <laughs> of the two of you climbing in the window you make it in the window but i think that blair as you are climbing in your like elbow catches on like a, a silver teapot that's on like a little side table and it clatters to the floor mm-hmm. it doesn't break but it makes a loud sound. Oh no. And so I'm going to start a clock. One out of six, guards alerted. Actually, no, six, six is correct. If you insist. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's that loud sound. It doesn't break, but there's a kathunk thunk. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So you are in the dining room, it's dark. There's a very nice wooden table. It's all like... Myra, you felt like the outside of the house didn't feel very like Salia. It was a lot like fancier and frillier than you were expecting. This feels much more what you expected. It's There's a lot of very fine things in here, but it's all displayed almost like museum pieces. It's very like minimalist and rigid and this is all stuff that is being set out for display of wealth of having it not because it's things that she even necessarily liked or or finds useful yeah um so you're in the house you you know that there were a couple of like points of occult energy in here if you wanted to start there, you could also try to find places where you think she'd keep, like, a safe. I think I would like to roll in a tune just to get in a sense of what occult things are in here. That might be a good place yeah. to start. Go for it. Uh, this would be risky standard, I forgot. Oh, risky greater because of your mask. Perfect. Yep. Um, so I got a five. 
five. Okay. So the, the complication here is that you, you slip on your spirit mask and you kind of look around and there are three points in the house that stand out as like brighter in the ghost field. One of them's on this floor and two of them are on the floor above you in like different rooms. And they're all, there's wards involved in them, but you can't get much more detail than that Mm -hmm. as to what they are. So basically the complication here is you have three kind of spread out things that you have to check and you don't know which one is the correct one. Hmm. Do we know where exactly they are in relation to... Yeah, so one of them is, um, like, you, you, can, you can kind of tell of, you know, one of them is on this floor, like, across the hall and a little bit down. Two of them are upstairs. Like, Blair can kind of just, like, glance back into the ghost field to be like, oh, okay, yeah, this is the right room. Mm-hmm. But you don't know what rooms specifically they are, because... Um, that's the other thing is that like Blair, you know that like buildings end up leaving an impression in the ghost field too, um, particularly homes because there's just so much emotion and life that happens in a home. Mm-hmm. This place is like barely visible in the ghost field, like the walls Ooh. and and doors and everything are just like the oh. barest of sketches in the ghost field. There's just been very little care or like genuine feeling. Mm-hmm. Put into this place. Interesting. I think we should go upstairs. I think that's more likely to be like private locations. It, yeah, you might be right about that. And if if it is upstairs, then it, it's easy enough to kind of just work our way down, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're gonna head upstairs. Yes. You you get to the top of the stairs and there's, you know, hallway and, you know, a nice rug, several doors. Blair, you can kind of do a quick glance. And basically, there are exits to your left and your right. Which way do you want to go? My gut's telling me left. What do you think, Mena? Left sounds good. <laughs> okay. So you, you head to the left-hand door and it opens. And I think, like, Myra, you, you pro- I think probably stop just again that sort of weird scared and feeling dumb about it feeling coming back cuz this is Salia's bedroom. Oh. Yeah. Um and again it's a it's very finely um furnished and uh, Blair this space seems to have a little more color and and solidity to it in the ghost field. Mhm. Yeah, it's there's a a very nice Bed, vanity, wardrobe, kind of a little sitting area near. I think that this connects to the little tower, and I think that that tower area is like a little sitting area with a comf- like some comfortable chairs, and there's some like books and papers over there. Okay. So the when when you kind of check again, the the occult signature is under the bed. Hmm. Can I just go for it? Can I? Yeah, you can you can try and crawl under the bed. Okay. Um, there is a a lockbox under there that you'd have to like pull out to do anything with because you're under a bed. It's dark. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's not really room to work. No. Um, can I tinker it open? Well, first of all, should I get a good look at it? Can I tell what kind of lock it is? 
Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a it's not Sparkcraft, but okay. it is a pretty intense lock. Hmm. And yeah, there are some runes and wards carved into the outside of this box as well. Um of like protection. Oh, okay. I think I think what I want to do is I want to roll Tinker to open it, but Devil's Bargain. Okay. Um Devil's Bargain. Um I think that there's going to be something in this box that is going to be very distracting to Blair from just her occult interest. Basically, it's going to hit her vice. Right. And Blair's going to have to make another roll to not just like sit cross-legged on the floor and <laughs> study this thing. Girl. Uh, I accept. <laughs> okay. So this is going to be um, risky reduced effect because this is a very intense lock. Okay. Got a three. Three. Okay. Things go badly. You suffer harm. A complication occurs. I am, I think I'm going to tick up the clock. Okay. Another one. I think that Blair, what happens is you're like, you're, you do just like drag it out and sit down on the floor with it and start working. But the light over here is terrible and you just can't make any progress on it. Yeah. So you have to pick it up and like take it over closer to a window mm-hmm. and you just step on some creaky floorboards as you're walking. Oh, oops. And she's made so much noise already. Blair. Two out of six for the guards. Blair. Myra, while while Blair is working on this lockbox, what are you doing? Uh, I am, I think, like, trying not to move anything, but, like, almost kind of looking around, mm-hmm. seeing if I can spot, not weaknesses, but this is, this is valuable information. Yeah, yeah. Is there a particular area that you want to look at? She's got kind of a little sitting area, a vanity, a wardrobe. I feel like the bedside table's where you check, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, gosh. I might actually just throw this one back to you, Minna. What do you oh, think? Oh, boy. <laughs> what's, what's something that reveal? I'm going to say something that reveals a surprising vulnerability. Oh, uh. In, this in is a not bedside something I've table. ever thought about with Salia. I've never <laughs> thought about her beyond like how she affects Myra. Mm-hmm. Nope, she's a person. Turns out, yeah. <laughs> I have an idea, but I want to let let Minna stew on this for a second I'm more before I pitch about it. Your idea, but <laughs> yeah, if if you don't come up with anything, like my uh, instant can... thought is like something about like a family member or something. That exists that I didn't know existed. Ooh, yeah. Oh, mate, yeah. It could be like letters from a a, a sibling, maybe. Mm-hmm. What were you thinking? Um, you know what? I think we can combine. We can combine that with my idea. You open up the bedside table, and like the top drawer is just kind of like normal, boring stuff. I think there's like a handkerchief in there and some like hand lotion. The lower drawer has a a book. With a lot of, like, folded pieces of paper tucked in, like, uh, the cover. Mm-hmm. When you, you, you open it up very carefully and open up one of those folded pieces of paper, and it is a letter, you, you skim over it and you, you pick out a few, you know, key words, Imperial City, nieces and nephews, and there's a mention of a sister. 
This appears to be from Salia's younger sister, who lives in Imperial City. Whoa. And there's several letters dated back years. It doesn't appear that this sister writes very often, but Salia keeps every single letter. Oh, weird. And the, the book that they are tucked into is a book of poetry. What kind of poetry? Well, I, I'm thinking because it's, it's, it is definitely different than the kind of poetry that Myra likes. Mm -hmm. I think it's more of the like, because Myra likes stuff that's more... Social commentary? Yeah, social commentary, more, more modern things. I think that most of these are like, they'd be sort of your um, naturalist white dudes. Transcendentalism? From yeah, transcendentalism. That's the, yeah, like, I think Thoreau and... <laughs> and Emerson and all of them. Yeah, yeah, Emerson, that's who I was thinking of, yeah. So it's it's that, it's that kind of stuff where it's, it's you know, the classics. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's that sort of thing where, yeah, it doesn't have the same, like, it, it's not the kind of stuff that Myra's into, but kind of the, the pairing of the, the, this book of poetry with these letters is... I mean, it implies that there is some kind of sentimental attachment to this book of poetry. If it's poetry that mm -hmm. she enjoys, maybe it's a book of poetry her sister gave her. You're not sure. But yeah, this is something that she has some kind of sentimental attachment to, it seems. You didn't know Sally mm -hmm. was capable of sentimental attachment. Weird. So while you're kind of grappling with that, let's go back to Blair. Yeah. You have found a, a brighter spot. There's like a street light that, that's illuminating a, a spot in the room. Okay, so should I re-roll this? Uh, yeah, if you want to try to pick the lock again. I do. Okay. Yeah, it'll still be risky reduced. Okay, much better. Five and six. Six. Okay, so you do it. Let me think, because it has reduced effect. Okay, so I think that you... You get the lock open, mm -hmm. like the, the physical lock, but when you go to open it, there's still some resistance, and you realize, like, the wards flare up a little bit, and you're going to have to take the wards down, too. Oh, okay. Should I- I can just roll on a two for that, then. Mm-hmm. I'm good at that. And in that case, it'll be- it'll be risky standard. And you'll need to mark arcane implements for your load. Okay. Arcane implements, and my <laughs> highest, again, was a three. Oh, jeez. Yeah. My hubris. I think... Okay, so here's here's what's going to happen. You get it open, because I want to pull on that devil's bargain. Okay. You, you open it up, and what is something that Blair would find instantly fascinating from an occult perspective? Probably hmm. not demon-related, but right. just immediately like... Ooh, I need to look at this. Yeah. And it wouldn't be, uh... Ooh, you know what it is? I think it would be something related to vampires. I don't think Blair's research has delved too deeply into that yet. And considering Tesla is a vampire, it, like, we could use that info. Yeah, yeah. So I think that there is a... So in here, there's a couple spirit bane charms that you don't pay any really much mind right, to. right. And 
some loose papers and notes. Some of them have like wards and things on them. You also don't pay much attention to those. You kind of shuffle through. Um, and then you find this book at the bottom of the pile. And it is a, um, it looks like it's a diary Ooh. written by a vampire oh. as you start reading it. The vampire and diaries. You- <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just one. But it is, it's like a, a some kind of, of journal or record kept by uh, a vampire. That's very cool. And Blair, you forget about everything else. This is the coolest shit you have ever seen. You just sit down in on the nearest sittable surface, uh-huh. open it up, and start reading. And My sweet dumb girl. Myra... Either you're going to have to keep doing this on your own, or you're going to have to expend effort to get Blair to stop reading. <laughs> Blair. Blair is not available right now. Blair yeah. cannot hear you. Blair, yeah. <laughs> like, I think Myra physically, like, shakes Blair's shoulder. Huh? What? I, 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 I need you back, and I'm sorry, we can't take this. But, Myra, this is a diary by a vampire we could use this as useful as it is she will notice that it's missing myra's gonna have to make a roll to get blair to shake out of this but i really want it was a pretty (laughs) it's a really it's a pretty significant consequence is it a a consort roll or a sway roll it could even be a command yeah i would say consort or command yeah Kim, I'm going to let you kind of dictate this. Do you think this is controlled or risky? How much effort do you think Hmm. Myra is going to have to put forth here? You know, I'm going to be nice and say controlled. Okay. I think it's going to be a command because Myra is going to get quite firm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be, uh, I'm going to say controlled standard effect then. That's a six. Okay. Okay. So what what is what does Myra say that that gets through to Blair? Blair, we have a job to do. We have limited time to do it in, and it's more than just our lives on the line. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I. You're right. I, no, it's okay. So let's go. I'll, I'll put this away. No. We're here to do something. We should just focus on that. You're right. So you you return the book. You you close the lockbox. Relock it. Um. Blair, I, th- I think you're. Well, I think I am going to make you roll to reset the wards. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, it'll be. Let me see what tier. Um, this will be. It'll be risky standard. Okay. Risky greater because of your mask. Okay, that's a six. Six. Okay, yeah. You, the 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 wards on this are not particularly complicated. You're able to reset them pretty easily. Yeah. Slide the lockbox back where you found it. And then, yeah, you can leave the room, shut the door. Are you going to head across the hall to the other one you saw upstairs? I think we have to. We should clear this floor before we move down. Okay. Yeah. This door, uh, when you go to open it, is locked. Uh, you don't hear the buzz of Sparkcraft security, but it is locked. Blair, do you want to take this one? Yeah, got it. Um, is this another tinker? Yes. Okie dokie. Um, it'll be, I'm going to say it'll be controlled because it's not, um, there's no security system on it. Okay. I got a four. Four. Okay. 
So do you want to withdraw and try a different approach, or do you want to do it with a minor consequence? What does the minor consequence look like? Is it just another tick on the clock? Yeah, I think I'm going to tick up the clock. That would put it at three out of six, right? Mm-hmm. I think that'd be okay. Well, unless you feel strongly, Minna. No, I'm okay with that. Okay, then, yeah, let's tick up the clock a bit and just have Blair do it. Okay, yeah, Blair, you you work the lock, the door opens, and I think, again, I think this time it's it's Myra gets the creaky floorboards. Okay. Mm-hmm. This uh, looks like it is uh, an office. There's a big desk, shelves of books. There's uh, the, the window behind the desk has the curtains open, um, and there's a, a nice view of the, the street um, outside. No other, aside from the chair behind the desk, there's no other seating in here. This is clearly not a place where Salia ever expects other people to be. There's um, a couple paintings on the wall, nice rug. And the, the occult signature is in the desk. Does it seem like it's guarded? It's in, I'm, I'm just going to say, it's in one of the lower drawers, and if you want to figure out anything more about it, I will need some rolls, either ghost field or, or otherwise investigations. Um, I mean, I can, it's easy enough for me to just roll another tune and do, like, a ghost field survey. Yeah, that works. Sorry we're relying okay. a lot on your tune, but there's... Oh, no, that's what it's there for. And, like, it's, like... One of the two skills that I have three dots in, so it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, so this is going to be risky greater. Okay, that's a five. You kind of crouch down in front of the desk and, and peer at this lower drawer. And there are a lot of wards on this. And as you kind of study these wards, you realize that if you open this drawer or interfere with these wards in any way Mm -hmm. it's going to alert somebody the complication here is that i'm i'm dropping the effect yeah so uh you can't tell who it's going to alert ah okay myra to the best of your knowledge salia does not have this level of arcane skill she didn't set these wards herself but uh, a skilled whisper could tie the wards to another person or it could still be tied to the whisper that cast them you don't know or it could alert ojal who knows mm-hmm. yeah am i a skilled enough whisper to know if i could do that like you reset the wards so it could you know alert somebody else or the original caster oh or neutralize the, ward? the direction yeah yeah we could try and work together you are you think it's not something you've done before but you think that you could try. It would be... I like it. I think I want to have Blair attempt it, even though it's kind of a gamble. Yeah. So so specifically, what are you trying to do? To redirect where the alert goes? Yes. Um, okay. I, I think where Blair are you wants... redirecting it? Just like a random Us. person, I think. <laughs> what, what did you say? Us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, redirect it to Myra. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to try and redirect redirect it to Myra. Okay. Let me think, because I know who cast this particular ward, and I have to figure out. I think it's going to be, it's going to be risky, reduced effect, uh, just because this is 
very difficult and something that Blair hasn't done before. Do you want to group action it? Yeah, I can lead a group a t- uh, group a tune. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Because I actually have an okay roll in it. Okay, then go ahead. Okay, my highest was a four. Three. No. Okay. So one point of stress. Okay. Result is a four. Do it, but there's a consequence. So you you both like crouch down in front of the desk. And what what does it kind of look like as you're you're working on this occult sort of improvised ritual? <laughs> I like to think that what Blair is doing with her hands is kind of reminiscent of like, you know, untying a knot or weaving or something. Um as if she's, you know, manipulating the ward as if it were just like a, a huge matted mess. Mm-hmm. And just you know, trying to smooth it out in a certain way so that way it moves somewhere else. And I think what it looks like in the ghost field is that once the ward is starting to be, you know, interacted with, it starts moving as if it were going, like in the ghost field, it starts moving as Mm -hmm. if um, a trace of it was going to go back to that signal was originally supposed to be sent to. But instead, um, it eventually redirects its direction to Myra. Like these threads from these ruins are starting to just like, move in, like, a very smoky way um, over to Myra's direction. Okay. And so, yeah, they they attach to Myra, but not strongly. You're pretty sure that, like, you can open this drawer, grab whatever's inside, and close it, and then it's going to snap back? Yeah. Yeah. The other thing, that's the reduced, conse- reduced effect piece. Mm-hmm. The consequence is that as you kind of finish this ritual, mm-hmm. there is a bright flash of light. Oh, in the ghost field or in real life? In real life. Oh, and sh- in the ghost field. <laughs> that is visible from outside of the house. And we're going to tick up the clock again. It is now oh. four out of six. Not good. However, you are able to open the drawer. Okay. What's inside? Minna's going to tell us because... What is something in this drawer that was precious to Ojal? Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> honey. What was precious to Ojal? Do you think it's like a piece of jewelry or? That's what I'm trying to think through because I think she came from like similarly humble origins. We all did. We were all pretty much just like pulled out of the gutter, basically. Yeah. So what would be like? You, you know what it could be? It could be maybe some, like, you know, palm-sized childhood toy, maybe, that she kept from, you know, since she was a young'un and kept it through her solid years. I could see that. Yeah, I, I like the idea of it being, like, a childhood toy. Yeah. That that she held on to. So that makes, like, it, it's something that she would have had to keep hidden from Salia. Yeah. And that makes Salia using it against her this way all the more horrifying. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you think it's, like, a, a little doll or, like... Maybe, like, a little puzzle toy? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite a, a Rubik's Cube. I'm picturing I... We we had something like this at the, the Science Center where I grew up that was, like, a little, like... It was, like, these interlocked rings where you yeah. had to, like, twist them the right way to fit them together and make, like, a flat circle. It's almost like a little fidget toy, kind of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, no, also I, I know a what you're puzzle. talking about. 
Yeah, yeah. So I think it's it's one of those, and it is like I think it's made of like different types of metal, and the metal is all very worn. Um, and I think Myra, as you as you pick it up, the the metal rings kind of chime lightly against each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you you recognize this. I think when you were younger, you saw Ojal fiddling with it sometimes, and maybe even caught glimpses of it a few times as you got older. But you just, it's the thing where like you see it and you're like, yeah, this is it. This is right. This is Ojal's. Are you sure? Yeah, she had this when we were, I think before we met. Okay, well, it's it has a signature in the ghost field, so it must be what's being used to control her. Yeah, this is it. Let's get out of here. Yeah. You close the drawer. You leave the office. You're going to need to roll the locket behind you because you don't have a key. Um, okay, would that be another tinker? Yes. Um, I will give you controlled on this because, again, like the window downstairs, you've you've worked with this lock before. You, you know how it goes, so. Okay, that's a five. Okay. Yeah, you um, you get it locked. And uh, what minor complication do I want? The lock gets scratched in a certain way that it didn't have before, maybe. No, I think I think it's one of your like your lock picks gets bent. Oh, okay. And if if you need to use it again, you're gonna have to spend a little extra time, like pressing it back into the correct shape. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna add the next time you try to use your lock picks. Um, it's gonna take more time. So if you're trying to do it under duress yeah. <laughs> in this mm-hmm. score, uh, that's going to be a problem. Who knows if that could happen? But yeah, now you just need to get out. Perfect. Of the house and off the property. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. So should we go out the window that we came? I think that, that would probably be a good idea. Okay, let's do that then. Yeah, and you opening it from the inside isn't a problem. Right. Um, Because, like, you saw that the guards do that. So you can actually just open it and climb out and close it. Um, And I think I just need a roll for you to sneak out. Um, And I think as you get down into the courtyard and you start moving along the side of the house, you can hear, like, light voices and and laughter coming from the back porch. And you can hear Minx's voice. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like Minx is, is keeping the guards back there pretty well distracted. So if you want to sneak out, you can do that. You'll just need to make a roll. Okay. And Minx's, Minxness is going to push it to, it, it's going to be, I think, risky greater effect. Okay. So this Because would, Minx is keeping everybody distracted. This would be a prowl then, I'm imagining. Yeah, I can lead a group mm-hmm. if you want. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, let's do that. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, I got a three. I got a six. Okay. Okay. Whew. So Myra will take one point of stress. Um, but yeah, the, the two of you basically slip back the way you came out into the alley and you you kind of hunker down in the shadows and wait. I think you have to wait probably a good 15 minutes before Minx passes by the gate and kind of glances out and like one of you waves and she's able to slip out the gate uh, and, and follow you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think she just kind of gives the two of you like a, a raised eyebrow expectant look like, well, we did it. We found it. Minx will like let out a, a big sigh and, and nod and then say, good work, dears. 
what were you up to this whole time? Winning at cards. Oh. <laughs> I didn't think we'd actually get paid for this score, but all right. <laughs> so the, the three of you um, head off down the alley. You get back. I think you're, you're kind of cutting through the alleys. You're, you're in Charter Hall, so this is a, a well-patrolled area. You kind of want to stay off the street. So you get out of this alley, cross the street, get into the next one. But like... Yeah, you, you got what you needed. Um, you just need to head home. And Myra, you just need to prepare the, the ritual that will uh, let you free Ojal from the hull. And you're halfway down the next alley when you hear a clatter on the rooftop up above behind you. And you all turn to look as that clatter lands in the alley behind you and Ojal stands up the hooded cloak she'd been wearing falling away the blades unsheathing on her arms and she looks straight at Myra and all three of you here uh, echoing in the ghost field give it back Whoa. oh shit thanks for listening the magpies will be back in two weeks in the meantime, follow us on Twitter at magpies underscore pod and visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash magpiespodcast. The Magpies Podcast is GM'd and produced by Ree. Follow me on Twitter at Rhiannon42 and check out rpgskillcheck.net for my copy editing and accessibility freelance site. Blair Culhane is played by Kim Kogut. Follow her on Twitter at Kim Deanna Jones. Minx is played by Josie. Follow her on Twitter at DragonGirlJosie and watch her art streams at picarto.tv slash DragonGirlJosie. Myra Keel is played by Minna. Follow her on Twitter at MinaMinar. The opening and closing theme music is from Trio for Piano, Violin, and Viola by Kevin McLeod and is used under a Creative Commons license. The Blades in the Dark roleplay system is the creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. Next, I'd like to thank our excellent Patreon backers. Lucas Bell. Thank you. Jacob Byers. Thank you. Back and narrow Blades in the Dark. All right. Are we playing Blades in the Dark when you can be playing Spades? <laughs> 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 I don't know where my voice went there, but I'm glad you just took it and decided to run with it. <laughs>